Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach and this episode we're going to be talking all things sport. Uh, we'll kick off obviously things with her, everything that's happening in the rugby league, the, pre- uh, the semi-finals last week or the preliminary finals and uh, looking towards the final, which is bizarrely South Sydney versus Penrith, which hurts. Um, we'll also talk about maybe a bit of rugby, the AFL final, the UFC biffs, which were pretty sick and maybe even a bit about Pacquiao who's um, hanging them up. So he mentioned that today, but I welcome in the boys, Tom Kohai. Tom, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, we're talking about last week, how we're home for a Melbourne uh, Manly Grand Final, but <laughs> wasn't a B. Uh, pretty pretty dour weekend for both of us, or all three of us, I mean, um, both teams. But, um, yeah, still, uh, I think it's really hard to pick the winner of this Grand Final. I think it's going to be a, um, a good watch and hopefully a tight game, so... Sort of over it, but yeah, still, still hurts. Coey, welcome in. Uh, hello, boys. Yeah, it was. It was not the desired result. I mean, regardless if both of us were going to be in the grand final, I mean, I was going to be barracking for one or the other, regardless. Um, yeah. And yeah, we literally got the fucking worst result we physically could have. We got the roosters, not roosters, the rabbitos, and Penrith getting through. And I mean. The finals are full of surprises, but I, I genuinely wasn't expecting that result. So, I mean, it's a little bit sad that the season's about to end and the grand final beckons, but at the same time, we're kind of like, well, back to the drawing board, boys, and let's think about the future. Um, we may as well go straight into the footy. So, obviously, Friday night, Manly take on South Sydney and... Look, I was relatively confident. I think I had about three same-game multis, all including Manly to win, um, plus putting them into win with racing bets and everything. So the fact that, obviously, Cody got that little try where it came off a bunch of people and somehow no knock-ons and scored. AJ scored. Cody Walker scored another. Jackson Paulo scored. And we were just fucked. By half-time, we were, we were cast. So then, we obviously, we come out. Ruben scored a quick one, but then Campbell Graham, Jackson Paulo got another. AJ got another. Obviously, we finished with two quick ones with Tom and Ruben, but... It wasn't very. Um, it wasn't an easy watch. Not once did I feel like I was ever in the game or Manly had a chance. So even from kickoff before they even scored the first, I'm like, "Fuck, this is going to be tough." Um, and like Coey just said, that regardless of the result in that, we were hoping that obviously Manly gets through or Storm get through, so we have one to barrack for. But to be honest, I don't hate either of the teams, South Sydney or Penrith. Um, I definitely don't hate them. I love some of their players. So look, it's. Grand final, I'll be fucking. I'll get around it, and I'll pick a team on the day. I'm probably leaning towards South Sydney, but Tommy, what did you make of the Manly game first as a as a onlooker before I go to Coey the fan? Yeah, mate, it, it was it was pretty tough. Like South, just sort of what we mentioned last week. Like South were just too good in the forwards, and Manly just trying to play around them. When they finally started um, just hitting the ball up and just not making stupid errors. I thought Manly were going pretty well, but they just um, they just looked out of breath and, yeah, Souths were just too good in the forwards. It was it was, it was tough because I thought Manly fought on again um, and they actually won the second half, but the game was already over. So it was pretty disappointing. And there's just something about a Wayne Bennett team in finals footy oh, that he can, get them, he can get them so fired up because compared, like everyone was sipping Souths at the start of the year and then they played their first couple of games and, Everyone's like, seriously, we were tipping these guys. They're doing nothing. And then 
Wayne just times his run like a like a horse, like just time your run for a Melbourne Cup prep to be um hitting the line on Melbourne Cup day and Wayne Bennett's so good at it. Or you, you hear all these stats all week, but he's he's just so good. Um so yeah, it it, it really sucked for Manly, but um you gotta admire this house team like um losing the trail a couple of weeks before the finals. Um I don't think anyone thought they could make the final. I know I I know I didn't and a lot of other people didn't um, without Latrell, but credit to them. They've been really, they've been really good. So, um, mm. For Manly to go out the way they did like that was they've had a great year, and it was good to see Tommy win the um, Dally M because he definitely deserved it. Coey, how did you feel? Uh, it's just, I mean, Tommy will touch on it shortly, but I mean, losing Kepi so early was. It was a big one for us, I thought. I think uh, he only had a couple of touches of the ball before he, you know, got HIA'd and off he went. Um, I genuinely think that could have been the defining point. Um, once again, it comes down to the small, small, just your, how do I word it? Like you do the simple things right and you go a long way kind of thing. And we did better than what, we did against Melbourne a couple of weeks ago in terms of holding the ball initially, but then things started to slide and got sloppy. And as soon as that tide started to shift that way, I just thought, boys, you need to really lift. We need to keep it together. Forget that Kepi's gone. We just, you know, this is finals footy. This is the prelim final. Do it for you. Do it for each other if it wasn't for anyone else. And mm. unfortunately, South, South were just, yeah, they were bloody I mean, good. Eh? Week, the week off did wonders to them. I mean, they just looked fresh from start to finish. Essentially, I mean, they did definitely get a little bit tight on the back end of things, and um, they might have taken the the foot off the pedal a little bit. But regardless, I mean, the match was won and done probably fifteen minutes after half, or well, not even fifteen minutes after ha- uh, half time. But after they scored done. that first yeah. try. Um, in the second half after I think Garrick got over. That's when I thought, oh, shit, here we go. I yeah. mean, just as we thought we had a little bit of momentum and they had the, you know, the Desi would have given them a spray. Well, maybe not a spray, but, you know, a good talking to saying this is the last game of the season. We'll make it the last or make it the best game of the season, whatever the speech might have been. Um, they took that on board, started well, but then they just kind of fizzled out quite quickly and, yeah, we were always on the back foot and that never helps when you're on the back foot in final footy and Wayne Bennett pretty much just executed it to a T. I mean, I think there was a little bit of the game that I had question marks over in terms of whether it was refereeing or whether it was DCE not kicking to Taff or Jackson Paulo of that matter. We kept kicking to Johnston's end, for example's sake, and the most experienced of the back three, um, which was a bit of a query for mine, but yeah, I mean, they just showed up better. They were well prepared, well rested, all the above. And I mean, I'm I'm still proud of the boys. We were looking nowhere near, you know, top four, that kind of thing, prelim final, come this uh, this end of the season. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we just didn't show up enough on no. the day. And good luck to the South. Good luck to Penrith. But yeah. Yeah, a little bit disappointed, but still very, very proud of how we finished the season. I'm proud of the boys, especially you know 
I jumped on fucking the beginning of the season, as I've said before, at 100s. That would have been really nice to have that little sweat in the grand final. But like Cody, Cody said, you, Ruben Garrick scored that quick try after half time, thinking, fuck yeah, a bit of momentum. And then Campbell Graham, who's playing fucking outstanding the last two games. Um, he's often quite quiet in games, but he's played sick the last two. And obviously, Blake Taff is just flying. He's, um, he's stepped up. I've heard that he's a, he was a free touch footy player. I'd love to see um, some highlights of that. But we'll go to your game, Storm and Penrith. Um, definitely did not see this this happening either. I took the I took Storm the line in a bunch of bets as well. Um, Paps was the only one that scored. Uh, Steve Crichton that try that fucking Cleary did in the second minute. So they'd obviously been uh, training for that at training. They'd been doing it a little bit, and they had, I heard him say that you know we've we've trained for this, and we know that Fox can sort of like come in and not be marking on the man, especially when the when the plays like that. And bang, Cleary can kick it like that from two meters out behind the ruck. And slots to Crichton, fantastic. Brian Toto obviously scored a try coming back from injury. And yeah, perhaps 10-6, fucking, I did not see this coming. Yeah, I thought we, like, we, we did say it was going to be tight, but I, I didn't see something like this happening. Um, I really hope Melbourne would win. Oh, but very nervous about what this Penrith team can do. They don't uh, give up many tries and um, it was really disappointing. Melbourne, I th- I, I got no complaints about the referees at all. Melbourne could not hold the ball. Like, seriously, they just, every time they got any momentum, if George Jennings scores, like, he's handed the ball with the line wide open, he scores there. I think Melbourne set up with a bit of momentum, get a lot of confidence, and it's a completely different game. But anytime they're just wrestling a bit of momentum back, they just drop it. And it was just, it was really hard to watch. I got really frustrated. But um, they've had a really good season, Melbourne. Um, and I think Penrith, Fully deserved to win that game. Uh, even when Melbourne had the ball four points down on their own line with two minutes to go, I just I, I could see Melbourne not scoring, and I I hope they would. I I really hope they would, but it just it just didn't feel like it. It just felt like Melbourne were off. Even Bellamy said he wasn't prepared for that. Like it, it was tough. It was really tough. And um, even the week we'll probably talk about what happened this week with them as well afterwards. It's been been tough, tough week for a Melbourne fan, but I, I'm big, big, um, big rugby league fan. So hopefully, a really good grand final on Sunday. Before we go to the grand final chat, we can obviously mention what happened. So the Storm boys, um, obviously, there was a video out. Cheese. Uh, sitting down doing something. Uh, video got released, and obviously another video with Munster dancing and carrying on. So said it before, said it a million times. I still don't understand why. If you're not with your tight teammates who who would never release videos, if you're with a bunch of friends, which has obviously been the chat, obviously it uh, was a fringe player, Chris Lewis, he's been brought into it, his mates in there, and look, the videos that you know we've seen, I got sent it like a hundred, like I think I got sent it over ten times. So if I got sent it that much, that means it's gone bloody everywhere. Um, it looked like a sus way of like filming as well, but I don't get it. Anything when priest. Uh, doesn't even have to be Mad Monday or Silly Sunday or whatever the fuck they're doing. If you're going to be doing stuff like that, phones at the door, phones in a box, or whatever it is. Like, uh, to be honest, they're going to cop cop the deal and cop the punishment and whatever. But you can only say it so many times. Like, be very careful of who you're hanging out with and who's got phones, right? Yeah, man. Like, um, there's no excuse for it. Whether whether society does it, whether society has a drug problem, like the Landys sort of said, it doesn't matter. If if you get caught speeding because the guy in front of you caught speeding doesn't mean you don't deserve to be caught. You're still doing the wrong thing. 
like it's it's just stupid behavior and as soon as they accept it and they move on um the quicker the quicker they can um learn and build and show their teammates that um they didn't mean to bring them down or whatever from this like you you're completely right if you're going to do whatever in your own business then that's fine just take take account of the people you're with and and make sure that um random people or people you don't know who are there you can, you can trust or if you don't trust them as you said put their phones mm. put their phones away don't or don't be doing dumb stuff like this it's pretty simple either don't take the company or don't do stupid things like that's all you can really say that's bizarre isn't it um we've said it fucking a million times agree coey well let's be honest if i was uh famous enough and pe- people around me um took note of that uh i'd be probably locked up for a long time um <laughs> yes it's just one of those things i mean yeah tommy's spot on just don't do stupid shit i totally agree with that but i mean we all know that Mad Monday is Mad Monday. Uh, it, it is a, a different beast altogether. They've had a tough long season away from home, this and the other. And if you're going to really want to let loose, I mean, you just need to be in the right circle. And obviously what's come of it is they're not in the closest of circles than they first kind of assumed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, dumb. I mean, it should be just that. I mean, it's dumb. It is. It's just dumb. That's what it all comes down to. And you know, and the pricks the that did the it, day, the pricks that release it, you fucking idiots. Oh, I mean, yeah, get a life. It's, it's done by it, it's done by all all parties, so to speak. Like it's you know, yeah, cheese and Munster and all them, they shouldn't uh, be doing the gear, but at the same time, the the crowd that they've got involved with shouldn't be there. Full stop. You know, like it should be a very private moment, and them being high profile players, um, just need to be smarter. Like anything. Yeah, they just need to be smarter. Full stop, yeah. All right, well, let's go to this um, grand final. So Penrith and South. So Penrith are favourites, $1.67. South are 225 The line is 3.5. I'm pretty sure the over-under is going to be relatively small. Just checking it. 37.5, which is fucking pretty low for, um, for a grand final. So we obviously uh, we have the, uh, the fullbacks, Dylan Edwards and Blake Taff. Steve Crichton still on the wing with eight. Alex Johnson... Toto, Jackson Paulo, Gags, Momorowski, Burton, Graham. This is a pretty stacked um, backline for both. Obviously, the halves is just really going to be a good one to watch. Jerome Luai and Cleary V, Cody Walker and Reynolds. I'm going to love seeing that. Um, forward packs are really interesting too. Uh, Penrith are going to be missing Tavita Pangai Jr., which is, um, he's been flying. How good's he going? Get, leaves the Broncos and goes to the Panthers and made a grand final only to be fucking injured for it. So devastating for him. But they've obviously got Moses Leota, Fisher Harris, so freaks there as well. Um, Look, I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped. Both teams are pretty sick. Um, Benji is playing his grand final since 2005. I was at school then, so that's scary. Um, I would love to see Benji win a grand final. Um, the, emo- how, the emotion he showed after it, the fact that the story you know, happened, how he actually got to South, where he missed out on going to the Dogs and playing with his brother and ended up giving Wayne a call, and Wayne agreed and said, look, the 14 jersey is yours for if you come. So... He's been pretty loyal to Benji, and Benji has not disappointed this season. Agree, Tom? Massively, man. And I think Benji's been throwing a few things out that he could play again, but uh, I can see him winning a grand final and that being it. He, um, he's basically on no money. He's on like a, a basically a rookie's contract in that 14 role, and 
he sort of let slip a couple of times that he he's not getting paid that much. I think he, he already lined up all this work last year because he didn't think he'd have a contract. So I can say this very well, Ben. Benji's last year and him going out in fairy tale has that feel about it. South, um, losing Reynolds, losing Wayne, losing Benji, Gagai, a um, couple of other players. That it's 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 got that real sort of fairy tale feel. But so did Penrith last year. They had like 18 wins in a row, and all these young boys had played together um, growing up in Penrith, and and then they lost the grand final. So like fairy tales don't always happen, but They'll be out for revenge. Um, I saw Nick Pappas tweet Brandy uh, on Twitter, which was a great one. He says, so my mate Brandy at Fox NRL reckons the planets are aligned because Penrith won 30 years ago. And then he says, I'll give you an alignment. 90 years since South won in 1931, 70 years since South won in 1951, 50 years since South won in 1971, and 20 years since... Uh, South have been reinstated. That's alignment. So there's um there's a lot of fairy tales to South, but Penrith won't be believing that. They um thanks to our old mates at uh random stats guys, Panthers in a field the third least experienced grand final team in the NRL era behind the 06 Storm uh and the 98 Bulldogs. Um but a lot of them felt grand final defeat last year, so they're gonna be strong and Another one NRL stats guy gives is no third-place team in the NRL era has gone to lose the grand final. Every um, Actually, the last team to lose in third was Penrith in 1990. And the other one he said is uh, in the last 50 years, only five teams have lost back-to-back grand finals. The last team was the Roosters in 2003 and 2004. A lot of omen bets are going for South, but... Um, Mate, I think, as I said before, I think it's going to be a ripping grand final. I think it's going to be close, though. I think it's going to be super close. Um, Coey, who are you going to be with? Tommy pretty much, I think, covered everything there. But um, I think I think the biggest question up at, up in the air, kind of, in my eyes anyway, is did Penrith play their grand final last week? Um, how are they going to pull up after doing what they did, defeating the Storm in a real tough, tough game. I think it was a proper 80-minute contest. Um, how are they going to pull up? Are they going to be ready come this weekend? I I generally think they will be. I think I, I'm still going to give every... I think it's so locked up evenly right now that either team could definitely win. I don't want to be sitting on the fence, so I'm going to say Penrith just for the fact of... They they did the rigmarole last year. They're just a better team this year. They've had the same form going into this, more or less. Yes, they did have a little bit of a... I wouldn't even say a lull at that back end of the regular season, but they just they just kind of flattened the curve a little bit and they weren't playing up to their total greatness. But saying that, they had injuries to deal with. Cleary was out for a couple of games. They had to get in the swing of things once again. Mm. I just genuinely, I just genuinely think that they're much like South are. They're peaking at the right time. This is going to be a proper standoff come Sunday. I just think that what has Penrith learned over what has Rabbitohs learned? I think the fact that Rabbitohs, this is, I, I guess in in a similar perspective, they're kind of going through the same gears as Penrith did last year almost. 
Yes, Pen, uh, uh, Rabbitohs have been within that kind of finals reach for the last three or four years, but they haven't got to the big dance. Penrith did last year. And I mean, I know Taff, for example, sake, who is the most in, inexperienced in that side right now, has done so well up until this point. But I have no doubt that they've been watching tape of what we, Manly, did wrong versus the South. Mm. They'll be doing and putting in place anything and everything that we didn't. And the the weaknesses that we didn't exploit on last Saturday or last Friday to make sure and ensure that win. So I think that the... I think the kicking game is going to be big and that it's I genuinely think it's going to be a battle of the halves. I think the, the forward pack genuinely matches up quite similarly. I think the outside backs, they can be very competitive, but I think it's just going to be genuinely a halves battle. Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker V, Nathan Cleary, Luai. Whoever comes out the better in the first, first half of that footy will, will win. Regards to how close the game is, but I think that, Whoever serves it up better to the opposition in that first half will win the game. I think and I'm leaning yeah. towards Penrith. Okay, so you're with you're with Penrith, um, but I'm really I'm really keen to see that left edge for South. Obviously, Cody out to AJ. Um, for anyone, I, we put a release out today with Tab, so I'll go through a couple of the money. So our head-to-head hold is South fifty-five percent um, head-to-head. Um, people are more so uh, keen for the overs. Um, the most popular first try scorer is Cody Walker, which is surprising. And bets of note, though. So we've taken... These are the biggest bets we've taken so far on the game. They're all South, pretty much. Six grand South, five and a half South, five grand South. Um, interesting one, though. You know, someone's, someone's whacked a pretty solid bet on Cam Murray to score a try. Um, obviously, Nathan Cleary, Clive Churchill medal. And there's also a pretty good bet on Cam Murray for Clive Churchill medal. But... Look, when it's 55 45% head-to-head hold, um, look, it's, I mean, it's obviously punters are you know, pretty much 50-50 down the line when it comes to it. So I would love to see South win. I'd love to see Wayne do it. I'd love to see Reynolds leave like that. I'd love Benji to score it. Obviously, when we think fairy tales, often doesn't go that way. So unsure, but yeah, I'm pumped. Look, I'm Devo Manly out there. Pretty upset Storm out there, but either way, I'll get around the game. Um, I'd love to be on Saturday night, but... Let's ignore that. All right, so that's uh, that's the grand final. That's the thingos and whatever. One story from rugby league that I want to mention is Fergo. So Fergo is retired. Um, we put out, I put, we put out. Tom put together a list um, yesterday that I made into a graphic, and that was the retirement class of pretty much 2021. We missed James Maloney. Sorry about that. Um, but someone else that is leaving the NRL, not necessarily retiring, is Blake Ferguson. Um, so he's pretty much said, I'm gone. Eels don't want him. And he said, I'm done with NRL. He's pretty much said he's had a few offers, I think, in Japan, rugby and whatnot. But he wants to be a Wallaby. So I believe Blake Ferguson would be about 31-ish. Um Watching the last couple of games from the Wallabies, we've actually going all right. So we're probably in the best um, best spot we've been in for a little while. Tom, could you see... Yes, Blake Ferguson is 31. So could you see Blake Ferguson making the Wallabies? I reckon he could probably make the squad when they go towards things, but I'm not sure that he's going to be starting winger. Yeah, um, I left him out of that retirement team because I did a... Um, there's, I left all the people leaving NRL for other games out of it, but I... I don't see I don't see why he couldn't make it. Um, we've had such a rich history of leagueies, uh, especially wingers, big wingers like Dell, Lottie, 
Even Matty Rogers, big outside back. Ryan Cross, go go over rugby and go pretty well. I don't think Fergo's that old. Like he was, he he just feels like he's a lot older than he is as well. And, and players are playing a lot longer these days um, as well. And I think he, I know he had an offer from the Western Force early. I don't know if that's where he's going to go, but mate, how well's Corabetti going in in so um good, in the Wallabies? Like he would make most world teams at the moment. And I think Fergo is similar. Like if he just has to stand on the wing, catch it, and run. I, I think he'll be playing for a while. And I, he's such a big body and um, oh, he does really well, I think. And he, he can put on hits. He's Yeah, he's bigger than a lot of um, rugby wingers. I, I I think he can um, give a bit getting out of their own half as well. You see so many wingers have to drop back and, and get a lot of meterage and help out the forwards at times now like Corabidi does. Like you see him um, in every ruck and more Corabidi are. I definitely could see Fergo doing really well in rugby, and he, he probably sets himself up a bit better for more opportunities if he goes to rugby. I think I don't if know he if was like Wallabies, yeah, I think if he was like twenty nine, twenty nine or something maybe, but I think thirty one to just go into the new. I can't remember what, how old the others were. I fucking loved Wendell Saylor playing for the Wallabies when he was when he was red hot, but I'd yeah. love Fergo to make it. But I just think maybe he's just left at a year or two too late to make the transition, make the squad, convince people that he's good enough. But I don't know. Coey? I think it's too slow now, though. So I think you're right. I think saying a couple of years ago, I reckon he could have been definitely a chance. I think it's just he's left it a little too late in my eyes, and I just don't know if he's got that explosive speed anymore under his belt. I think it's just it's, it's kind of a tired, beaten up footy winger nowadays, and I just don't know if he's got the – I mean, it's a big step to be playing even, I think, in a national, not a national, sorry, like a, a state side, like your Wallaby, not Wallabies, Waratahs and your Reds and everything else. But just to leapfrog that and go into the national side, like the Wallabies, I just don't think he's, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. So, Tom, let's um, let's talk some AFL. Um, I'm going to admit that I watched an entire game of AFL. Look, I'm pretty surprised. Um, I loved it. Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. Obviously, they hadn't. I think the Demons hadn't won a won a grand final in like sixty or seventy years, which is fucking outstanding. Um, the fact that there was a quick, they went out. The Demons went pretty quick um, out the gates. They they got up pretty early, but then somehow the Dogs came back and were leading at half time, and then absolutely got annihilated. I can't remember what the difference was with between goals, but I think it was like fourteen and one um, to do with the the final game. But look. I'm a bit of a believer. I know people have always said how good AFL is and all this stuff, but, mate, I was fucking stoked. And that, I think it was Petrarca. I think you got um, Norm Smith. He's a freak as well. Yeah, man. Like, um, I think that's the thing. Like, great AFL games are so good to watch. And then some of the blowouts, um, like we've seen in a few grand finals, um, are really tough. But this was a really good one. Um, the Bulldogs were playing so well and, you didn't know how Melbourne were going to score a goal at one point. They kept messing and then they couldn't even get out of their own um, 50 metres. And then all of a sudden they've just turned it on and absolutely flown home. Um, yeah, it was it was a game of like four quarters. Like every things were just happening every quarter. That You didn't know who was going to win. And then a team to win by 60 and score some really cool goals was, um, yeah, it was a really good side. I thought Perth put on a pretty good Final as well, nice big crowd, and I thought the pre-match was pretty good considering they couldn't get a lot of people in. So, Birds of Tokyo did pretty good, and um, even the uh, all Aussie lineup to 
sing um, Men at Work song beforehand was pretty good. I, I thought it was a really good grand final all around. Um, yeah, and good on Melbourne. I think it was 57 years since they last won a flag. So, um, no, they're good on them. They they did really well. And some of the party scenes after have been really good. Maxi Gorn. The yeah, big, they've been good. He's a big unit, isn't he? And he's just um, – he's um, – yeah, making every moment count post-grand final. 140 it was to 66. So the, if you can imagine losing at halftime or being down just slightly at halftime and going on to win by 80 points or whatever it is, fucking unbelievable. Cody, did you watch this grand final? I Dare I say, I caught the back end, so I didn't watch the start of it. And I, I essentially tuned in right at the, uh, the media end of things. And I mean, like, much like yourself. I mean, I don't watch too many full games. I do tune in when I've, especially if I've, if I've got a wager on a game. Yeah. Um, but, mate, like, dominance like that, I mean, they were just on song in that second half. So, it was just a great watch. I mean, I, I don't mind watching AFL altogether, especially if, you know, rugby league's finished up and this and the other. So, I, I tuned in for that second half and, oh, they just do things right, and you know the the coverage, the commentary, everything that went with Miss it. Miss Bruce, I, I loved it. Oh yeah, that's true. That's that's one element that you miss. But saying that, I think everything that the current team's done, I mean, I couldn't discredit for them, <laughs> discredit yeah. them for it. I think it was great. Um, it being a final, grand final as well between two sides that you wouldn't expect normally, so to speak. Uh, that added to the element of the surprise and the, the theatre, so to speak. And, yeah, it was good watch, really. It's great I watch. can't say any bad anything bad to, yeah, that game itself. Yeah, I am not going to bag AFL. Um, I've never really bagged it. I've just never really got into it. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm jumping back on the Swans bandwagon. I was on it when Tony Lockett was there, but um, and that was the game I went to, I think, when he, when he got his big goal. Um but, uh, Tom, I want to talk some UFC. Um, I watched the fights. Kawhi maybe saw some highlights. But, um, Ko- Tommy, we can talk about it. You watched uh, You watched the fights, didn't you? How did you watch that at home? Mate, it was at work. <laughs> uh, I got to see the... Oh, yeah, did you? Um, Volk fight. But I didn't I didn't get to see many of the lead-up ones. But um, How did you see it at work? You had a stream? Yeah, yeah, man. Just um, <laughs> through a stream. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, he did so well. Like a couple of times, you thought he was about to get choked out, and just just his ability to get off his back, and um, he was tearing treads off him. He's, he, I, I thought the referee was going to call it a bunch of times, but he was just building a piece out of him. The other guy never looked like he was going to land a punch, let alone um, win. But he was his grappling skills were just that good. But Volk, he's just. He's just so tough. I know I saw a couple of tweets from Conor McGregor calling him oh, yeah, shard or some bullshit, just McGregor trying to trying to stir something up. But he bulks just a little nugget and he keeps he keeps fighting. He's um yeah, he's he's really good. I really like him um representing Australia. He's a he's a nice guy and even even like a couple of times when he's just gotten the crap out of him, he gets up and every time they touch gloves, like it was such a brutal fight, but 
each fighter just respected each other so much and um, they kept trying to put on a massive show and that's what they did. One, the, a lot of people are saying one of the best fights they've seen. Yeah, uh, that's what I've heard as well. It was a bit, it was a bit slow to begin with, obviously, but um, the, the fact that he when he got submitted and he got out of the first one, I thought he was about to tap 100%. I was like, fuck, he's about to get done. Then he got into another one and the ref went in to check on him and he just gave him a thumbs up. Like I'm like... Fucking hell! So he's still going, and then even and then he beat the beat the shit out of him with his, when he was lying on his backside, so whacking him. Um, and then the ref went and sort of like did the how many fingers am I holding up to Ortega? And Ortega was like pretty much answering wrong, and somehow got to continue. I thought um I thought it was like that scene in Rocky when he puts the numbers on the back of his neck or something like that. That maybe there was a way he could do it, or maybe he was saying it a different language and the umpire or the ref didn't know or something. But um. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I, I don't know how he didn't stop it, but luckily he didn't because, man, it was such a good fight. Um, did you watch the Nick Diaz fight? No, no, I missed that one. So Nick Diaz obviously coming back to the, back to the ring after however long, so long time to fight Robbie Lawler. Um, we obviously all watched Nate Diaz take on Connor, but Nick Diaz came out, and I was, un, I was unsure when I was watching. I'm like, am I watching this in slow-mo? It was bizarre. Like, I just watched a couple of the other fights, especially the girls as well, but Nick Diaz was literally throwing punches like my mum would throw, and that's as in speed-wise. And then it somehow just finished when he didn't get knocked out, but he was sort of sitting on the deck, and the ref went over to him. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck, I'm done. So, yeah, bizarre. Um, that, was, that was a weird fight. And obviously, Shevchenko, the girl, she's just still flying. So that's Valentina. She's a freak as well. Um, I do love my UFC now. I've sort of gotten into it the last year or two, so... That was really interesting. Did you see? Um, did you see John Jones? Um, the shit that Dana said about him. Oh man, I just sort of ignore him. He's just gone off the chops, hasn't he? <laughs> well, he's got there to get into the Hall of Fame, and he's the only current fighter to have done so, like still fighting, and he just got arrested. Um, the guy has been arrested a million times. When Dana's like, "Fuck, he can't even come to Vegas for." you know, 24 hours or 12 hours to receive this without getting in trouble. And he's obviously got arrested at 5.30 in the morning acting like a chop. So, fuck, he's a, he's a, he's a handful, John Jones, but he's still one of the greats, I guess. But, all right, well, we may as well pause and uh, come back with maybe a same-game multi for the league. We've only got one game, so let's figure that out. All right, same-game multi for the game. I'm going south. Um, I pretty much just want them to win. Who knows? I think it's going to be close. So I'll take South uh, one to twelve. Um, I'm going Campbell Graham to score a try. He's been really good the last two games, and he's a big body. Um, I think he can score. And I'm just going Brian To'o to score as well. You can get nineteen bucks on tab, Tommy. Look, I'm going against the trend. I think um, I think out of the last thirty years, only three teams uh, um, who haven't been winning at halftime have gone on to win the game. I'm going to go, I think South have been starting so strong in their games, but I think Penrith have been finishing really strong. And like we saw in the grand final last year, they can finish really strong. So I'm going to go South to be leading at halftime into Penrith to win the game. That's $8. And then I've just picked two any times. I think Alex Johnson, that left side is so, so strong. I think he scores a try. And I think... Um, where South have been conceding a lot of the tries is sort of that um, edge that Matt Burton's on. And and I think Matt, Matt Burton's really good price to score a try. I think he's a really good price for uh, Clive Churchill as well. So I reckon he's my Clive Churchill. But uh, Matt Burton, Alex Johnson, and South half-time into Penrith full-time is $34. Go high. 
Uh, I've kind of gone stupid, boys. Um, five league, same gamer. Uh, Penrith with the negative three and a half line start. Uh, one to 12 by Penrith. Over 37 and a half points. To, or to score. And then off off tape, then uh, Tommy's just mentioned some, dropped some stats on Alex Johnston, how many times he hasn't been the first try scorer. So I've elected him to be the second try scorer. Um, yeah, that'll give you 91 bucks. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm going to go. I, I, don't th- I can't see it over, Scoey. I think it's going to be mean, tight. I, I think it's going to be tight, but I think it's going to be a high scoring tight. Is um, it's kind of how I'm seeing it. I hope I so. Think, That'd um, be a good game. Penrith don't let in tries, man. They've let in like what three tries this final series or something nuts like yeah, that. Yeah, that's average twelve points or something. I think. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just suggesting that they played their grand final last week in terms of defensively. I think they're just going to be a little bit more tired, is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, uh, I, I, we said that last week against Power and last week against yeah. South. So. Look, but what, who knows? One's Power though. One's Power. Mm. Uh, my club Churchill. Was, yeah. I'm going to go with Cody Walker to be my club Churchill. I think if he's he's on the left causing a havoc and hopefully scoring a try and setting them up, he is my go. Who's yours, Cody? Uh, I think it would just be one of the Penrith halves. I just don't see it any other which way. Um, a, a Smokey might be someone like Coruscant, and he showed brilliance in terms of his running game. I think if he runs the ball a lot more come this this weekend, I. I Definitely could see Coruscant picking up, but I'd be sticking with the halves. I think when you think of halves, and no matter what, I think that they would they would just give it to Cleary. Do you know what I mean? Unless unless Cleary played a yeah. shocker and Luai but was fantastic. Four bucks, eh? it's yeah, I know. So tough. James Fisher Harris. I wonder what he's paying. He'd be all right. He's carving. Um, mate, Bert. Yeah, I think Burton. I think he he plays really well. Just what I think he's a good smoky. And if Sias win, I, I Cody Walker's the big one. Um, I think if he plays really well, but look, maybe have something on a because we're all saying it's going to be a tight game. Why not have something on ex- extra time draw? And if anyone's going to kick a field goal, it's going to be Adam Reynolds, and you could easily see him get a man of the match on a kicking yeah. a field goal. So I, I I do something like that. We did take and a sw- we did take a four figure bet on the draw at eighteen dollars as well. It'd be the perfect swan song for him leaving the club. So yeah, I can see it. All right, it's going to be a good game. Um, there's plenty happening, and then obviously we got to, we need to make the most of it. Last league game, um, but yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for joining me. Join Cheers, man. boys.